welcome to this week's episode of the Oda Fest podcast. I'm here with Jay and Angelo, and it's me, Nancy. Hello, Nancy. It's a me. Hello, Jay. Angelo's back. Back and again. And we missed him. Vander back. Tell a friend. So a couple of things about OdaFest 2021, a live-streamed event. Fighting Dreamers Productions is a cosplay group from Vancouver. For the past 10 years, they've been cosplaying a wide range of genres, including anime, manga, video games, comics, film, and cartoons. FTP are known for their cosplay YouTube channel, which has nearly 200,000 subscribers and provides viewers with series shows, parodies, cosplay skits, CMVs, convention happenings, and tutorials. As cosplayers, FTP emphasizes inclusivity and promotes accessibility of cosplay through panels and performances at conventions all across North America, the UK, Ireland, Europe, Scandinavia, and Australia. Check out their panel called Coming Out in Cosplay, which explores the intersections of cosplay and the LGBTQ community and shares stories about how cosplay has impacted our LGBTQ plus identities and vice versa. Angelo, do you want to talk about some last chance reminders? Last chance reminder. Odafest's Digital Cosplay Craftsmanship Contest is open for submission until April 30th. You heard that right. Once you're hearing this, you have mere days, mere hours. We want to see your costume. This contest revolves around the creation process of your costume, so get those portfolios ready and head on over to odafest.com cosplay to enter to win a part of the $200 prize pool. Wondering what the stream schedule is looking like for Odafest 2021? Wonder no more! Head over to odafest.com and start Planning your Saturday chill day with Odafest. Yay! Those are all things Yay. that are real and true. <laughs> the way that you say that makes them sound neither real nor true. Nor true. But they are, though. I wouldn't lie. They, they better are all be. true, honest things that are, again, real and possibly even tangible. I mean, it's a stream. How tangible can it be? Got a, it's as tangible as the vibrations going through their just earballs. Just three D print out some zeros and ones, and you arrange them in ways that can emulate such information that is being broadcast to you digitally, and therefore you will be able to grasp it physically. <laughs> Feel those air vibrations. Feel them with your fingers. Okay, it's not four twenty, so. Just. <laughs> Let's uh, get off of that. Uh, <laughs> Man, 420 was a day. It was mm -hmm. a day. Lots happened yeah. that day. I made brownies. People celebrated. It was a good day, apparently. I saw. It was an interesting day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely a good day. Yeah. Did you like your brownies? Were they amazing? Uh, They were absolutely the best brownies that I have ever right. made. From a technical brownie standpoint... Uh, there were a couple things I did differently to try to make sure that everything was uh, nice and proper. And a lot, of, a lot of it I learned from some uh, recent Adam Ragusea videos, where it turns out, like, you know that, that crispy little skin 
on the top of the brownies. Mm-hmm. The crunchy, like, yeah. The crispy. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. never before have I gotten that skin to really come through my brownies, and that's been really disappointing. It turns out the big deal to that, the most important thing you can do to that is to dissolve the sugar better in your recipe. Right. Uh, mm. And the recipe that I'd been using... It calls for like coconut sugar, which for the most part it's 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 a larger grain, uh, mm. and while it does have a nice flavor to it, it's it's good sugar. It just doesn't dissolve as easy because the grain is big, and so mm-hmm. the first thing I did, I just swapped that out for powdered sugar, and that completely oh. changed the texture of everything going forward, in a in a better oh, way. Yeah. Uh, the surprising thing was like the the one and three quarters cups. Of sugar that was asking for. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, what I did was I just weighed out that amount of regular sugar, and then mm-hmm. I dumped it back and weighed out the same amount with powder sugar. It was like three cups of powder sugar. That's terrifying. Wow, I didn't. I I would have thought it was the opposite because powder takes up less space, so you can compact it more. Apparently, because it's just so much fluffier, it's less dense. I mean, okay, the first time I ever picked up a bag of Splenda, I was amazed at how light it was because this was like a huge bag of Splenda and it weighed nothing. Yeah. You're telling me that there's... So you're telling me that you actually have to volumetrically double the amount of powdered sugar. Just like... Like, I would not have been able to do it. Diabetes just in a small, delicious package. And that's the crazy thing about it. Like, it's the exact same amount of sugar. Literally the exact know, same amount. Visually, it just... But visually, it was terrifying. Ugh. But it tasted delicious, right? And, yeah. The other thing was, well, because these were special brownies... For a special day. Uh, I had to... I had to uh, cook the butter properly. And that... Mm-hmm. And that... Uh, that lets off a lot of the water content of the butter yeah and so last time i tried making brownies i just added in butter afterwards to get it up to the right amount mm-hmm. uh this time instead ahead of time i put in like 25 percent more butter and then once it cooked off it actually cooked off down to the right amount which was so i put in a cup of butter and that cooked down to three quarters cups which is what i needed and so, so with those two changes down butter when you're cooking down butter do you also remove all of the like the milk proteins that brown and turn all crispy more than likely yes uh so if just because of the nature of it when you're making can of butter a whole can uh, of butter be the milk solids there's going to be the milk solids that get brown and crispy and if it was just regular butter, if I was making brown butter brownies, I would absolutely keep those in because those are good. Uh, but because you have to strain out all like the, the leaf and plant matter through cheesecloth, any of those mm-hmm. milk solids get stuck with them. Yeah. So you basically so you are actually have, losing quite a bit of like volume. You effectively have clarified butter. Mm-hmm. Ye- mm-hmm. Except with, with the Infused special with, sauce. Yes. Special oils. Yes. Uh, but yeah, absolutely the best brownies that I've ever made. Mm. 
They they stayed moist. They had the skin. Uh, I added butterscotch chips and pecans to it for the hell of it. And uh, dangerous because you want to eat more than one, but you cannot eat more than just one. How does one stop oneself from eating more than one, though? Especially when Brownies you're high. Are just delicious. Yeah, uh, have other snacks. Have other things um... that are closer to you than the brownies. So you don't have to stand up and go get the brownie. Makes sense. Yeah. Jay, Jay knows what it's like to have too much no, brownie. You forgot. I remember We don't this. have... It wasn't too much brownie. It was too much everything else. <laughs> the brownie wasn't doing the job. Sure it was, Remember Jay. that. Sure. No. You didn't wait for it to kick in. Yeah, we were two and a half hours in. So, yeah, sure, the brownie was doing its job for real. For uh-huh. real. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what else is for real? No. No, I don't. Uh, the voice lines by AIs are real. Oh, jeez. The AIs are taking your jobs. No, they're taking Nancy's jobs. This could be, yeah, this could be fun. Uh, to see what happens if you line up an AI and you give it like all of my Twitch content and see if it can pretend to be me. So, to uh, explain what happened, about a week ago, uh, a Witcher 3 mod came out. The mod was called A Night to Remember. But what was especially interesting about this mod was that it had new voice lines mm-hmm. uh, for Geralt. It was great. Is it Geralt or Geralt? Geralt. Geralt? Okay. okay. Geralt. Yeah, completely new. Never before heard lines from Geralt. And uh, people are like, well, that's pretty cool. And they're like, yeah. We used a, a company called CyberVoice to generate new voice lines based on uh, the voice lines that are already in the game. And a few people were like, wait, what? So, effectively, they deepfaked the voice actor's lines, the voice actor's voice, to create a more immersive mod for the game. And uh, for the most part, people were like, well, that's amazing. And a few people were like, hmm. Hmm. Did anyone just outright go, how dare you? Yes. Mm-hmm. They deleted their okay. account. <laughs> oh, wow. So a few days ago, I, I I just, I came across this from a tweet about someone who uh, was like, how dare you say that? Mods are fantastic. And so I go back into through the tweet chain. And one person is arguing, like, this is what's wrong with the modding community. Modding games is going to destroy jobs and destroy lives and herp derp derp der And I'm like, what the hell is this person talking about? And then I finally get to, down to the actual article. Uh, uh. I, The only thing that I, th- I feel about this is I feel like there's only one person in the world who is allowed to be angry about this. Uh, and that is and? Geralt's voice actor. 
And was he? I don't. I haven't seen him chime in on the matter. I mean, he probably shouldn't, in a sense, too. No, he honestly he yeah. shouldn't. Like, uh, yeah, this is probably one of those time bomb moments where you're just like, mm, I probably shouldn't touch this. Yep. Uh, but if anyone has the right to be angry at it, I would definitely say it's right. him. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, all the more reason for him not all to things, do anything about it right now. All things considered, I think that's an amazing use of the technology. Like, deep fakes in general have so much potential for bad. Oh, yeah. I, yep. So that, I, w- uh, I would argue that, like, in the current sort of use cases that are really available, like ninety percent of it is bad. The the, the ten the yeah. other ten percent is like intrigue, <laughs> you know, like like the fact that we can do it <laughs> at all. But really, mm-hmm. I just you know there are some there are some use cases that available out there that are like cool, interesting uh, technology. Like I'm sure some people have. This isn't exactly deep faking, but like. Um, there have been like people where they're taking uh, uh, static images, like static old photos, and reanimating them. So like, yeah, those look those creepy. are a little bit creepy, but creepy. like some, some people, of them are really some of, well done. Yeah. Some of them, but are like uh, with those, at least, like they're usually just doing it for like a long lost uh, family member. So there's like videos of like I don't know, like widows and widowers seeing their like parent uh, or their old spouses, or like seeing their parents again. And like alive and moving, quote unquote, and that's sort of like imagine like there there's some kindness in there for a layer of horror here for a layer of horror. Imagine you're like eighty. Imagine you're like eighty, and uh, your eyes your eyes are going out. You're you can barely see, but you can still recognize the shape of a loved one, and someone puts a phone screen in front of you. And you see the loved one, and they start moving, and you're like, oh my god, I've never seen this video of them before. And then they just start singing. Dame, 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 I'm just saying, so again, the proof being is, Wouldn't it that is be all kind of a, a, a horrific? mostly diabolical. Yes. It is mostly But I feel like, is, like this we're is not one gonna of those get situations. Rid of That's the other problem. Like, Oh, no. It's here for And I just don't know. Like, I don't want to get into, like, too much of the morality or everything. Because, like, that's a lot to argue here. But, like, I just don't know what we're going to do with it. And how we're, what we're supposed to do with it. You know, like, I, 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 I'm, I'm very curious as to, like, exactly what, what benefit is gained. Other than, like, it's intriguing. And that's the 10%. But then the more you realize about how bad things can be with it. You're like, I don't know if I want to see this anymore. I don't know if we should be doing this, you know. Because it can really oh, absolutely. mess well, up people's perceptions of real world. Like, yeah, if you ha- if you deepfake people, like a like politician, could... which people have already sort of low key been doing, depending on like the the, the digital yep. circle that you're part of, and then like uh, mm-hmm. politicians, uh, yeah, newscasters, uh, 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 just anybody that's worth recognizing on a regular basis, and and people having trust in them, and then them like. Deep faking the voice, deep faking the voice patterns, uh, the visuals of the face talking. There's a lot to question here. You know what's there's, there's a couple yeah. of things. So there's there's definitely a very real danger of identity theft. Oh yes, people could be 
video calling people that you know and pretending to be you because there's an AI that translates everything that you're doing on a screen and how you're sounding to sound like another person. There's also the obvious malicious intent where it's just like you can just create fake content of someone else saying crazy batshit mm -hmm. things and then spreading it out there and tarnishing their name, etc. Um, and then there's there's this very real Wizard of Oz moment where you could somehow, if you were detached enough from the news, you could think the world of this eternal king that leads your country or something, only to find out that this fictional person was once a real person who is now just like an AI skin that's passed down through multiple politicians to play. Oh my god, the Burger King could become the king of Canada. There you no. go. And we would never you, you know, know that going. it was just oh, Justin god. Trudeau the whole time. <laughs> Wait, anyway, wouldn't just that, throw that out there for Wouldn't funsies. that basically just mean that we'd be ruled by VTubers? Yes, yeah. essentially. I mean, for a practical use case, I could make like a perfect version of myself and then just use that instead of turning the webcam on ever. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, it, it's weird to me already that, like, so VTubers, to my knowledge, I am very inexperienced in the VTuber realm, but uh, VTubers typically use sort of like a, I would call almost like a game avatar. Like, it's very, it's usually yes. stylized. It's usually got some fantastical design to it. It could be like a unicorn or a panda bear or some other thing. It's curious to me that people haven't started making optimized but realistic versions of themselves. Uh, oh, man. The closest it's I would like... almost argue to that, and this is closest in the loosest terms, mm -hmm. would maybe I'd be like Code Miko. Uh, where it's a very, it's not as stylized. Like if you look at the Hololive VTubers, uh, like Gura or or Mori, well, Code Miko. I just uh, I just Code had to Miko Google isn't it. exactly a cartoon. Yeah, I had to Google it, but Code Miko reminds me of um, what's it called? Like like I see what you mean because there's comparison photos of the Code Miko persona versus the actor, but it looks and reminds me of stylistically the avatar of uh crap what's that movie that came out the 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 uh, alita battle angel alita yes oh, where she's yeah. not quite and she's not quite when you unreal, see it in motion but she's not quite real like she, there's enough uncanny valley in yeah. there to be like right and when you see her actually in motion on stream it's like yeah obviously this is 3d this is not a, a real right. person obviously mm -hmm. uh but as far as that goes, like it's a, it's just a matter of appeal. If you can be anything you want, why wouldn't you want to be an anime girl? Mm -hmm. But uh, there's exactly. one one other thing about deepfakes is that at some point, new celebrities might stop being a thing, or at the very least, they might not be as common of a thing. Uh, for people who watched the last few Star Wars movies. There might have been a few instances where things seemed a little bit uncanny. Uh, a few. 
mostly, mostly surrounding Carrie Fisher, who unfortunately did die, and Disney, being Disney, decided to replace her with a fully CG version of herself in multiple scenes. And uh, some people might not have noticed, but I, I thought it was very jarring. It was just so slightly off. And it's getting to the point where there was another movie company. I can't remember what they were doing, but they were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to cast James Dean because uh, everyone knows who James Dean is, right? And he hasn't been in a movie long for a long time. And it's like, well, how's that going to work? They're, they're just going to get some guy off the streets or let's be real, a decent actor who can do like the proper body movements, the proper body language and deliver things properly. And then they're just going to superimpose a 3D model of James Dean over him for the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, man, this guy got his big break. He's in a movie. Except it's not him. Mm-hmm. And that's not exactly a new, a new thing. Like the actors behind Darth Vader, the actors behind Chewbacca, they are famously, famously unknown. And in the fact of, in the case of Darth Vader especially, the guy who played Darth Vader and the guy who voiced Darth Vader were two different guys. But with deep fakes and with just general CG technology the way that it's going, who's to say that Disney will ever need another person that's not Carrie Fisher or Mark Hamill. I mean, they've already been doing that anyway, so it's not exactly... Exactly. But, again, the problem isn't for, like, entertainment purposes. The problem is, like, everything else, right? I don't know. I... Yeah. I the entertainment... See... Entertainment, I would argue, is, like, the one, one of the most ethical uses of the technology. It's I not say that, really. it's like, oh, my God. But at the same time, it's like, well, these people aren't really going to get the credit they deserve. It's all got just going to be, oh, yeah. so computer is putting it together. It's not quite but, right uh, because at the end of the day, like, there are, it's essentially people wearing people suits is what's going to yes. be happening. It's Digital three ducks suits. in a man suit. Yeah, so. I don't know. I have like I think the tech is really cool. I've seen a lot of it coming up as it is, because like I, there's so much potential, but all of it can just be like just twisted, you know, slightly askew, and it's just like really bad results. And I don't mean like how it looks or how what it says. It's just like how it can affect people. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, and this technology are, like, could start you know, wars. If if you could say that, you know, the early 2000s was the beginning of or like, you know, the the mid 90s to the early 2000s and or, or so like for about 15 to 20 years, there was like a period of like this is the age of information. We are in the age of misinformation. Oh my god, ain't that right? true? So it's yeah. I don't want to get like too yep. deep and dark because I think it will be really cool. I think like, you know, you'll see in the entertainment industry, in the video game industry, in in like uh, movies and TV, there is a really uh, wide range of interesting applications that we will see. It could be as simple as cameos. It could be as cool as like all out 
uh, uh, cut scenes or, or, you know, like an entire movie scene or shot. But like, there's just too much. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Like, like. Yes, we enabled badness. indie developers to make breathtakingly good voice acting and cutscenes, mm-hmm. and all it cost was the beginning of World War Three. That's what it. That, that's that's how it feels too. Some <laughs> so, some somebody is going to offend the wrong person with a deep fake. At some oh yeah, point, right? yeah. And the problem is. Like I just know. Who knows? Maybe it'll just be a happen. deep fake of Putin doing the. I Fortnite just don't dance. see how like you can pull it back either, because like you could be like, well, no, that's not real. It's like, but how do you know it's not real? How can we a hundred percent tell? We're not at that point yet, but we will be in ten years easily. You know. So here's the here's the thing. So like they use uh, neural networks to develop Brains. the algorithms that that do all this, right? And there's this one technique called an adversarial neural network where you have two different neural networks. One of them is the one that does the thing that makes the thing. And the other one, (laughs) its whole job is to be like, is that real or not? Was that generated by that first algorithm Mm -hmm. or not? And so they play off of each other to to make a better thing. Like, this is a legitimate thing. It's what you do in neural networks. And so... If anyone ever is being is able to like make a program that says, "Yeah, that's a deep fake," well, then there you have there's your adversarial neural network. You have your deep fake, and then you have the thing that detects the deep fake. So your deep fake neural network gets better to the point where it just the 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 one that detects the deep fake can't mm-hmm. tell, and so you have to make a better. Deep it'll be it'll be it's the same network. as always there's there's the attacker and counter attacker you know there's yeah. this i don't want to get like i said it's I'm, like you I, have I don't get into, like, radar the, detectors and radar detector detectors all i can say is from a a what do you call it like a positive mindset here is that i am genuinely honestly curious and intrigued by the tech and what we could see in the next 10, 15 years, you know, like, could we see movies where it's like Marilyn Monroe, instead of getting a body double, you just have somebody that or you just have a model that looks exactly like her and that she's being played like uh, you could have a whole bunch of old stars. You could have a whole bunch of cameos, digital cameos uh, in video games. There's just so much fun stuff that could be out there that I hope that we can and we're always behind in terms of like the legislative stuff that we can like really crack down on any of the bad just so we could see the real potential of the good you know so so does the uh does the rights to the image of like these old uh, movie stars marilyn monroe and james dean would that begin from where they died or would that begin from when someone first made a 3D model, I of think it. so. It's tough, obviously, because we talked about like touchly. Uh, we we touched on the idea of like identity theft, for example. I, but I think if you if you consider it to be an IP, like... if you consider an image and and likeness of a person to be an IP, then I think you could argue that if you follow current rules in like the U.S., which obviously a lot of the stuff is produced, then it would be like 50 years after their death. There's no more like. Uh, uh, what do you call it? 
uh, it doesn't ex like it, it, it's expired. You know what I mean? S Statute of limitations of a sort. Of a sort, yeah. And then of a sort, I, I can't think of a good Statute of limitations right now, is yeah is, is is criminal law. Uh, yeah, so I just can't think Marilyn of the one Monroe for IP expiration. Died August fourth, nineteen sixty-two. Okay. She's public domain, boys. Well, that's the thing. So, so <laughs> you can sort of joke about it, but I mean, like a lot of work is public domain. Uh, obviously, Disney Disney fights th against it the on the regular, but the Disney. Does I, fight I feel like if you tried, decade. I feel like if you tried to mm -hmm. do that, someone would sue you. Well, that's what exactly what my next point would have been was like: do does that deceased person have a living estate? Right, so, uh, like Monroe, for example, I don't know if she ever had a kid. I don't think she did. Uh, I'm gonna so I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't I don't think she did either. And while she had like spouses, but spouses aren't really I don't know if they can count as part of like because there was nothing passed on to them as far as i could tell you know what i mean like oh but she had a well, half sister she the had reality a half sister is, if you consider if you consider her looks to be the intellectual property in that regard no i would it's not just ask. her looks it's the entire character yeah that too right because i guess if you just had the looks of marilyn monroe and then you slapped it onto whatever the hell character you wanted if you slapped marilyn monroe over buzz lightyear mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't make any sense. And that's not exactly. Yeah, it's, it doesn't make sense. But suddenly, mm. I want it. <laughs> Todd, uh, rule thirty-four I, is okay. about to go in wild new direction. No! Oh no 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 no! But no, it will. No 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 no. Okay, we need to change the topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's uh, instead of talking about things we can imagine going wrong, let's uh, talk about technology that already went wrong. Tell me about your uh, your most recent failure of technology, Angelo. So, so avid viewers of the or listeners of the Odafest podcast might remember one of my New Year's resolutions was not was to was to not get a better resolution. Any new computer bullshit, and then my monitor started dying, and then it died. A better resolution. So I had to buy a new monitor. And so my New Year's resolution is 1440. Exactly. Uh, so a monitor that I had died. And I'm very used to a triple monitor setup now. I can't go back to a double monitor setup like some sort of plebeian. Uh, I really need three screens to really, to really truly live. And so... <laughs> And so I was looking online, I was looking at Memory Express, and they had a monitor that ticked. I, I've had these three requirements for a long time. Has to be 1440p, at least. Has to be IPS. Has to be at least 144 hertz. And then it had to be a price that I, that I could stomach. And? So the price was a little bit higher than I wanted to. Uh, but it was on sale. So, I mean... So, I got myself a nice LG monitor. It's 1440p. It's IPS. It's 144 hertz. It's got the one millisecond response. It's actually a fantastic monitor. 
and it was on sale from like 700 bucks down to 569 wow and uh all things considered, I'm extremely happy with it. But before, before I did this, I had a very mismatched monitor set up. I had some bog standard 1080p Samsung monitor. I had some bog standard LG monitor, and that's the one that died. And then I had my MSI gaming monitor that's a VA panel. That, that was, It's a curved monitor that was in the middle. And mm. while I don't really like curved mo- monitors from a technical standpoint because I'd used it for years I'd really gotten used to it I did like that monitor I do like still like that monitor and now that I have a flat monitor in front of me a proper real monitor it feels weird it's not it's it's not curving away from me anymore and I'm like whoa whoa it's like fucking 2d geometry up in here we're not 3d (laughs) anymore boys what's going on Oh boy! So but, uh, has it affected your gameplay at all? Uh, yes, in that it's a bigger monitor now, so a lot of my muscle memory is wrong. Oh no! Uh, so I did play with it for uh, a couple days, and I I started building up the muscle memory. So it's just a matter of yes, I need to, I need to get better. I need to play more games to get better at games, but it looks great. Uh, the higher resolution is really nice. Like, I mean, I've been playing games in 1080p for so long, that 1440p. Ooh, I, I should play Overwatch. Overwatch <laughs> is going to look so good on this. Oh, boy. Because I, I, otherwise, I've played Valorant and Genshin. And I maxed both of them out. Uh, mm-hmm. Even at 1440p, Valorant was running like 240 frames per second. Genshin is nice. locked to 30 or 60. Uh, Overwatch should do very well. I kind of want to see now. I want to see. Very nice. Because Very one, nice. Of the, one of the nice things, and I did notice this in Valorant, is that enemies at long distance are bigger on the screen because it's a bigger screen, but they also have more detail because they're more there's more pixels to them. Yeah. Surprise. More pixels means more pixels for enemy means I should have less excuses. Whoa. To be like, yeah, I didn't see them. All you, you didn't have to buy a new <laughs> monitor for that. All you had to do was lean in closer to the monitor. And then enemy no. become yes. much bigger. <laughs> Just absorb no. the light waves with your retina at exactly. a better distance. By better. Just do it better. Means closer. Just be better. Be a- <laughs> Build differently. <laughs> we just need you to like hunch over more as you press your eyeballs to the yeah. screen. <laughs> if, the screen if your eyes aren't making on. the plastic panel wet, you're not. I close think I do that the most with racing games Jeez. or anything that's like, you uh, know, like like anything oh that's really yeah, yeah. Like I don't do that so much for FPSs, and I definitely don't do that for RPGs. But racing games, I big so lean. tunnel vision with big racing lean, games. You know. May I? I don't really do like the the the. I do the forward lean, but I don't do the side to side lean when I'm turning and stuff. I don't like. I used to do that. Well, I no, still do that it. for any game. And uh, uh it 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 does make it more fun. Leaning into the turns as if you were in like a real car going that speed. You are a real car. even though it does nothing, and like and like you're turning the controller like a steering wheel. It does nothing, and it actively makes you worse at the game. But oh, it feels good. Don't remind me. It don't feels me. so good to do. Do you really think it makes you worse the game? 
I don't know yes. if that's really true. Could be different yeah. for everyone, but I still do the thing where if my character's trying to like see around a corner and like see what's over there, I still <laughs> do the thing where I like lean Me that too. way and be like, wait, wait, I just I just need to see around this corner. There's a dude there and I gotta like jump him and Make sure he can't see me. See, Ugh. but if that's the coolest thing about VR, monitor, that actually if a works. curved monitor is your main gaming screen, and because it's curved, you know, both left and right of you, if you lean too much, you'll hit your face mm-hmm. on a on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the curve angle, yeah. I guess, huh? That'd be hilarious to see. I suppose so. Jeez. That would be really hilarious if you just like leaned yeah. around the corner because you like. And you just like smack your cheek yeah. into the corner of your screen. Yeah, the I I was saying Hello. like because uh, Nancy, you don't have you worked with the like curved monitor much? Okay. No, no, I I have not had that explicit okay. joy. I, uh, unfortunately, like Angela clearly has one at home. I have uh, them at work, mm-hmm. uh, but I've never used them for gaming. And I mm. will say that like I don't like them for work at all. Curved monitors, they're just ultra no, bad for it. Why is because that? Because it's too uh, the way that. Uh, Angela and I were talking about it a little bit earlier was just like it's like it's too much real mm-hmm. uh, estate that's not um, bordered in some way so that you can sort of like dock things properly for example like uh, dock application mm. windows to each mm-hmm. other it's like a giant open field and you just and there's just too much space um, and it's actually and it's uh, harder to organize as a whole because of that but I haven't done any gaming and I would like to with a curved monitor but I don't see a curved monitor in my future anytime soon and Nothing to do with cost. What I could buy one for, today. Uh, I just don't. I just don't. I can't see why I would do it for typesetting. For typesetting, what is the the rule? It's like usually 80, 80 characters per line is like the. Oh, I see the what you mean. Ideal yeah, there's there's a certain page width yeah. or something. And honestly, with computer programs, I find that to be the same situation, where hmm. if your windows are too big, uh. It's, it's easy to lose mm-hmm. things in them. Like, mm. that's not something you experience so much at 1080p. Uh, because even if something is maxed out the widest, the mm-hmm. way that things are laid out on web pages, usually that's not an issue. On the 1440p mm-hmm. monitor, though, I do find myself actually snapping uh, web pages to the side just to, like, squish them down a little bit. Uh, uh, yeah. Now, the reality is that means I'm getting more use of the screen real estate that I paid for. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's a situation where it's like, yeah, less can sometimes be more. Yes. It can be better. Yeah. It just feels better. Uh, mm-hmm. And one thing, like the super ultra-wide monitors, like this one is uh, 2560 by 1440. You can get these in 2560 by 1080, so it's, like, squished down super wide. Mm-hmm. I have friends who have them, and for productivity, yeah. they can be good if you snap something to each side of them. But if you had one website open, like, one screen maxed out, oh god, it would be so bad, so disorienting. Yeah. I, Just not as, good As bad all. as it is, like, I, I thought about two sort of miniature, like, or... One solution that you could do, for example, is like if you have the ultra wide curve monitor, is that they have like a virtual desktop space for each sector. So like if you broke it into thirds, for example, so it would still sort of snap to certain areas and you can move things between sort of like how your cell phone uh, has like 
different uh, uh, home page desktops. Is that if that yeah. makes sense? But then I still realized mm-hmm. that the like you could do that, and I think they should do that. So, mm-hmm. but they can't because it's my idea, mine. I tell you, uh, <laughs> uh, there is a Windows Power yes. Toy that Power can tool? probably do what you're thinking of it. Yeah. Power Tool. <laughs> Power Toy. Is it called? Uh, I think it might be called Power Toy. But what is it called? Fancy Zones or something? Yeah. No, I thought it was called Power Toy. I thought it was Power Tool. Maybe there's different iterations. Power t- well, Power Tools are an actual thing. Possible. But anyway. Yeah. The problem is that... Yes, the Microsofts are yeah. called Power Toys. Okay. <laughs> and Fancy Zones is the utility yeah. that I was thinking but about. But the problem with that oh, still okay. is that, again, for... like, Let's call it an organic limitation. Your eyes are still just going to be looking across one big screen. So even yes. if the apps can sort of organize themselves a little bit better, and of course over time you would get used to it more, that's fine. But because there's no like physical breakup, I think it would still be bad because you're you're the way that your eyes look and search um, in their organic way doesn't really register all that information that well. No, it doesn't. You only have so much area in your entire field yeah. of vision exactly. that like, you can concentrate on for details. So I use a triple monitor setup more so uh, so that I always have the information that I want at a glance, mm. but I'm never looking at all three monitors exactly. at the same time. Uh, it's it's rare that I'm looking at more than one monitor or one window mm-hmm. on one monitor at the same time. And for those uninitiated... But, Having an ultra widescreen curved monitor as your center monitor, for example, is already like having three monitors, except they're just you're just surrounded by data that you're not focusing on. One big monitor. Yeah. So that would be really disorienting for me. I'm not. And for the record, like I'm not saying don't get them, don't use them. There are definitely use cases for them, but they're definitely not for every desktop or immersive games. You know. Immersive games with yeah. an ultra wide are extremely mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I don't have an ultra wide monitor; I have regular width monitors. But I have used Ifinity, uh, that that AMD stuff with Skyrim to have the Skyrim field of view stretched across all three monitors mm-hmm. that I have, and it's exceptionally cool. It is a good experience, but it doesn't. It also doesn't work uh, for every game because if you're gonna like. If you want to yeah, boot up, I don't know. Game. Like I wanted it to work for Overwatch or yeah. Valorant and have an unfair <laughs> advantage, but that obviously they're unfair. smart enough to not let right. that. Bullshit and then if you fly. have a a game like yeah. Stardew Valley, it might not look good at all. Like it might not. It might not no. feel uh, good at all. True is probably the better way of putting it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I would play. I would play something that clearly was. Uh, intentionally made for like a curved ultra wide screen to look like you're just like f- like uh basically like you're looking out the front window of a spaceship for something you're, like that like, like elite dangerous space. or racing mm-hmm. games those are the mm, kind of yep. games that would really benefit from it yeah although like, here I, for I elite would, dangerous that see. vr is just mm. the way to go i would just want to see how long it took for me to sit in my chair and just like enjoy the view before it actually started giving me that little bit of like the motion illusion kind of like when you're sitting and you're watching like the river go mm. by 
in the like if you're on the bridge over overhead and it feels like you're the one moving not the water oh Oh, I haven't had that happen before. It's an interesting trip, and you really gotta like force yourself to focus uh, to to feel that illusion. Okay. But with an ultra wide screen, I imagine that I could get the same effect if I just watch something that looks like it's just like the camera is moving through space in a certain way. I don't know if I should be talking about this Fair because enough. I feel bad for the viewers, but it's just blowing my mind so much that I'm pretty sure I just I just have to mention it right now. I just posted something in our Discord chat, if you guys would look at the picture. Oh, I don't like this. So that's an ultra-wide monitor. It's from LG. It's it's one of the best uh, curved monitors. I was just looking up ratings for them. Oh. But I want you to look at the actual oh. desktop picture in the monitor that they're using. Oh. No, 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 no. no. There's a whole yeah. subreddit no, 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 no. for this. I don't, I don't know if you know what I'm getting at. Does that look familiar to you at all? Yeah, it looks like the Calgary That is so weird. Mm-hmm. Someone took a picture. <laughs> yeah, of, to of a, someone took a picture of from the top of the Calgary Tower or like the viewing balcony or whatever, looking down. It's very obviously the Calgary Tower because the Calgary Tower is sort of, if you've never seen it, if you're not from the area, it has a concrete. It's mostly made of concrete. It's a concrete base that has like it's very distinct in that way. So I was just like, I was looking at it. I'm like, it's like the Seattle Sky Needle or the CN Tower, but small. Right, and it's. Yeah, plus it's got the red, the yeah, red and it's, I was just it. like, yeah. is this what, is this what I think it is? Like, it was just sort of so wild to see that as like a demo image in the monitor. Sorry, that was just. I know it's hmm. not particularly useful for audio listeners, but uh, I don't know. It just blew my mind. Well, that just that just gave me horrible nightmares about going to a subreddit for. Like, this reminds me of the one time in this, VR chat exactly this. Where I clicked a button and it teleported me to the top of like a radio tower, and I was like 300 oh. feet in the air, and I felt that vertigo, and I was like, "Holy shit, what the fuck is this bullshit?" <laughs> and I just had to like sit down on my carpet and like understand. And I was <laughs> poor like, okay, monkey. I'm monkey not brain on the top. I needed to like calm down. <laughs> monkey brain was like, ah! seriously. Oh man, seriously. Like vertigo, like uh, is pretty easily activated. In VR is. Yeah. yeah oh my god like you would uh, know your higher brain knows that everything is fine you're on your carpeted yeah. floor the worst thing that can happen is you literally yeah. fall over and hit your but head on single the floor. lobe lizard but brain. like that that small little lizard brain is like holy shit dude <laughs> if you move a fucking muscle if you get if you a, slip a, we're a, done a tiny breeze we're done, <laughs> we're done boy we're done <laughs> and we're done the Odafest Podcast. Yep. So thank you again for listening. Until Good next night, week. <laughs> um, I guess that's it. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>